1: All right, guys, welcome back to the Savage the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake level with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Riggs. We're back here to discuss the action from Week 9 in the NFL. Of course, the Monday night game still to be played as we're recording this on Monday afternoon. But Dylan, we're going to run through all of our picks. And my goodness, were they some just spectacular picks. <laughs> one of the most brutal weeks in NFL history. If you're a fantasy football player with my fantasy football team, and I guess Dellums as well. Um, just uh, what a weird, weird week this was, uh, I think, when you look at it from that standpoint. And let's go ahead and jump in, because we got a lot of missed picks to get to here. Um, start with the Titans and Rams, that was our game of the week. Didn't really turn out to be all that good of a game, uh, as it was the Titans pretty much controlling things uh, from start to finish, as they take care of business 28-16. to 16. And just a huge second quarter from the Titans. I am not... You know, ready to jump off the Rams bandwagon yet. I think this could actually be still be the two best teams, maybe at the end of the day, uh, in the league right now. Um, I know the Cardinals have a say about that. I know the Packers have a say about that. There's another team that had an opportunity to be there, but we're going to blast them here in a second. Um, but, I mean, the Titans, what else can you say? No Derrick Henry. They still get it done here. They look very calm cool and collected and that took care of business for the titans
0: yeah this game i mean the most impressive thing had to be the defense for them i mean by the end of it the offense for the titans only put up really you know 14 points on on a couple touchdown drives one aided by that uh roughing the passer on Aaron Donald but on the on the flip side for Tennessee it was really all about the defense they it created so much interior pressure on the Rams only rushing for most of the game the Titans they pulled back they only uh, I believe they only blitzed on five plays is what I looked up after the game and they still created pressure on 16 passes all of them were plays where they only brought four uh, with different stunts and different things mostly just Jeffrey Simmons uh, <laughs> disrupting everything that the Rams had going the Rams had only given up I think five sacks something ridiculous number going into this this game and they gave up i believe more than that yesterday right 6 sacks was what they ended up being uh for Tennessee so i mean it was just everything kind of went against them um by the end of it uh, on that side for the rams they uh, for most of the season benefited well from an offensive line. I was kind of worried about going into the year. They did not hold up. And a lot of times it, even you can make from the Stafford having the the awful pick, um, especially the first one, obviously the pick six, a great play by Kevin Byard to read that route. But nonetheless, not his best day. But you could still look at different times where he's trying to progress through the read, getting past the first, second guys, not being open, especially on that one pick, uh, the first pick, uh, where he threw the ball away in the end zone. He had Van Jefferson coming uh, open, wide open across the middle of the field, and probably gets the ball there um, if he's not, uh, if the rush isn't, doesn't get to him as quick as it did. So those kind of things uh, make a huge difference. Those few plays end up being the difference. The Rams tried to get different things going in the second half. As, they, as the broadcasters brought up, they were going back to some of the, more of the kind of McVay-Shanahan staples of moving the pocket and doing different things to, to throw off the Titans, because anytime the Tennessee Titans knew the, the pass was coming, for sure, they got pressure, and it was just really impressive to see them, and it, it bodes well for me in terms of what I think of them, because obviously the AFC, as we've talked about, is pretty wide open, and I think the offense will have better days than it did. I think the Rams' defense overall, again, I think the Rams' defense played great, uh, as they mentioned at halftime. They're both only 94 yards, both teams, um, so for the rams too if they can rebound and kind of find different ways to make these adjustments it's still a little concerning to see their offensive line play like it did but um two teams that i think that you know probably won't re-meet in the super bowl but uh both teams that have pretty high expectations i think the rams bounce back and the titans definitely maybe better uh than i'm giving credit for and what they've been able to do especially disrupting things up front
1: yeah well when we thought we couldn't trust the titans when they lost to the jets they rebounded nicely and well Speaking of which, um, let's talk about the Bills and the Jags into our betting locks of the week. This was my betting lock at fourteen and a half. We said it's always a scary proposition, and not only do the Bills not cover, they don't win. They lose to the Jaguars. Yeah. I am officially off the Bills bandwagon. I'm sorry, but I can't stay on the bandwagon, even though, as we said, the Titans lost to the Jets. It was kind of hard to stay on the Titans bandwagon. They've regrouped, but this was like... This was different to me because the Bills scored six points against the Jacks and I'm just like this was this was like a very very this was one of the most disappointing losses I can remember a team having in this scenario. Again, probably outside of the Titans loss to the Jets, but like this was brutal. Yeah,
0: and even that wasn't as bad based on where I'd, you know, been thinking of what the Titans defense at the time was gonna be for this season. Obviously they've improved, but I mean the Bills a hey, fourteen and a half seems small. Like I thought, you know, they probably should have been bigger favorites. To be honest, going into this one, I haven't rewatched this game. So right now, I, no. you know, outside of really going through just um, what I saw in red zoning, and it wasn't like one of the main games I keyed into. But from what everything I've read is that the Bills basically were getting confused by pretty normal looks. That the Jags weren't doing anything insane really on defense. That uh, some of the things that Josh Allen, I don't know what he was seeing necessarily. But, obviously, not not the best day for them in terms of, you know, they move the ball okay. They end up with more yards in the Jags by a lot, but just not converting the third downs like they are used to doing. All the, the penalties, especially, that back them up. Obviously, all the turnovers and all the Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime that we saw, it was – Definitely a really concerning loss. I mean, this in, in a day, as you mentioned, a day full of crazy games, crazy outcomes, crazy disappointments. Disappointments. All these teams we consider Super Bowl contenders. The Rams will get to the Cowboys in a second. Uh, you know, the Bills are right there with them in terms of uh, you, where they're, they expect to be. They were the Super Bowl favorite in Vegas easily because of the lack of competition overall in the AFC compared to the NFC. And now, I, yeah, you I, you have to reevaluate things definitely for them. And even their defense played well. Obviously, they give up nine points but there were some missed throws and missed little plays the Jags could have probably scored more points even so it's uh yeah i think the bills uh, some of the issues with them especially on on the ground with what they've been able to do there it's just you know they end up having a decent average for it but really if you look at that's only because of the josh allen rushes they had nine non-josh allen runs so only nine uh, design runs for 22 yards against the jaguars that is not going to get it done and it allowed jacksonville to sit back and I give them credit but at the same time i think yeah the takeaway here is that the bills lost this game as much as the jags won it
1: who would have ever thought the bills and the chiefs would be involved in the two lowest scoring games of the week um you know well we say that and recording this on monday afternoon i wouldn't be surprised if the monday night game hits that point Mm -hmm. too but still chiefs and chiefs and uh bills two lowest scoring games of the week right now so kind of tells you something to think about where those teams are at but uh one got a win one did not uh and let's go to uh before we get to that one uh broncos cowboys we both felt really good about this one too cowboys were nine and a half point favorites they don't cover either and they don't win and quite honestly it was really never felt close until late in the fourth quarter um this was all broncos uh, on the yeah. 30 to 16 win um, what was it they were up they up twenty seven nothing at one point, or something like that,
0: yeah, at least it might have been honestly thirty it was thirty zero, yeah,
1: yeah, wow, so I mean, there you go, like that that tells you all you need to know. this was a very disappointing home loss for the cowboys and maybe i guess we start to rethink some things a little bit on the broncos perhaps
0: yeah i mean if denver can execute like this every week they're going to be in great shape and it's not just on the, the defensive side where they dominated till it was basically garbage time but offensively i thought they looked pretty solid and they made plays that they have not consistently been making especially in the passing game uh by the end of it they also ran the ball quite well uh javante williams i all you fantasy owners for him we're talking about how it was a bad fantasy day for a lot of us uh if you have him you're feeling pretty good obviously he doesn't get in the end zone but still see that carry share all the yards he was getting yeah it's uh Dallas's defense looked a little more like what maybe going into the year we thought they might be but I, I you know most of it was really Denver's defense at the end of the day that Dak, Dak did not look good unlike the other game I we just talked about Bill's Jags I really did watch this one more closely it was the one game on outside of red zone so I had it on the on the other little iPad watching it uh, live and it was just it was shocking to watch uh, i mean i i know that denver's defense has been solid they've had to put together some good performances but to shut down the passing game of the cowboys like this i just did not see that coming they they made every every kind of key play of the game that could have swung the way back for dallas denver didn't let them happen they they made every big play and Uh, you know the epitome of the any given sunday mantra was really the the, kind of the theme of the day and yeah we'll see how denver goes the rest of the way but uh, if anything maybe yeah maybe a little motivation i I forget which one of the members of the defense after the game did talk directly about the fact that you know trading von miller was kind of a wake-up call for for them to be better to to be like this is where the organization thinks we're at as a you know going into the season that we're already maybe looking ahead a bit and they weren't ready to so yeah really impressive win for them really impressed just by all the there was a lot of a lot of orange in the crowd too in Dallas I mean I guess it is it is definitely a stadium that a lot of fans in the league won't eventually make their way to and Denver doesn't play there that often uh but yeah we'll say the AFC is a <laughs> overall you're talking about maybe reevaluating Denver but that the whole conference I think it's the two teams with um, with only two losses the Ravens and and Titans at the top then it's like nine teams with five wins it's just like the most it's going to be ridiculous to to follow this playoff, um, uh, all these playoff races down the stretch, even though we're only at the halfway point.
1: Yeah, Raiders had their chance to get the six wins, and uh, well, it's like one of us finally got one right here. Um, <laughs> I picked the Giants in this one, and that was my upset of the week. And there you go. that actually came through. I wasn't very confident about that, but yeah, I mean, this was kind of one of those games that you know you the Raiders seemed to sort of gain control there at one point, and then they just kind of it just kind of fell out of their hands where they didn't have a chance to, to really be able to, to keep that momentum and uh giants are able to to come back we get a pick six there from uh, xavier mckinney yeah sort of told the story there as uh, the giants get a big win and the raiders as you said drop into that pack at five and three
0: yeah this game kind of went the uh the way that you anticipated it would going into it that the raiders would come out a little shaky on offense and were at the low the early start all the things that obviously have happened this last week in that locker room and how they've had to kind of digest everything with Henry Ruggs. They also today released their other 2020 first-round pick in Damon Arnett. A lot of crazy stuff happening with him uh, and some social media posts uh, that were not uh, the best. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely this team's in a weird spot, and you know they've had a chance to keep hold of their, their first place in the AFC West and against a Giants team that has at certain points played better against uh solid opponents like, uh, well depending on where we think of what the Chiefs are at right now uh with the Giants almost beating them a week ago but yeah the the, the pick 6 was huge card didn't look perfect we'll see if they they bring back that element of the offense that they did have with Ruggs as they signed Deshaun Jackson uh but yeah you know they ran the ball fine and it just seemed like they went away with from it a little bit um i, I they had success there and i don't know why they really Uh, turned away it wasn't like the Giants were pouring on the points to really pull away from the Raiders and they still had opportunities to to come back and tie that game and just couldn't get it done so uh, kind of the Raiders not the they'll win some really impressive games they just haven't been consistent enough and the Giants still plucky enough week to week to possibly steal some wins I, I don't know how much I make of Daniel Jones going 15 for 20 for 110 yards not exactly the most uh impressive performance by them but they unlike unlike the raiders they stuck to w- running the ball and uh by the end of it were all able to outlast vegas
1: well the chiefs are also in the 5 one group in the um in the afc and uh you took this as your upset picking the uh packers to beat the chiefs that didn't happen here as the chiefs got the win 13 to 7 not a pretty game by any means but uh packers just really failed to to get much of anything going offensively that was the story here in this one uh, they dropped to seven and two chiefs at five and four but um i think there's still still a lot of questions left to be answered probably about the chiefs at this point
0: yeah absolutely i mean this game almost went exactly how i thought it might maybe i at least the, the packers covered and probably should have uh with even more points they had the, the miss field goal the block field goal uh some issues still for them on special teams that have kind of been ongoing over the course of this year and also just the philosophy again it it seems like sometimes uh, we see this with McVeigh, where the Rams will go away from running the ball, even when they're having success, and they fall behind, even by not that many points. Packers, same thing. They ran the ball pretty, uh, pretty decently in this game. Uh, you know, averaging basically five yards per carry. It would have been over five if it wasn't for some of the runs by Jordan Love. So, I mean, yeah, they definitely could have had. Um, a better opportunity in this one to, to if they just kept moving on the on the ground. I really feel like the Chiefs' defense now back-to-back weeks they get great uh, great fortune in the plays of the Giants and then also the Aaron Rodgers. I'm uh, sorry, the, uh, the the previous week um, or now this without Aaron for the Packers. So it's uh, I don't know what to make of the Chiefs still on their on that side because. I uh, still, for most of this year, we saw how bad they were on defense. And yeah, on offense, we, we I mean, the Green Bay's definitely been better on defense lately, and another really solid performance from them. Uh, impressed with how they went back to back, you know, going from that Arizona game to this one, all the pressure on them to keep it close for Jordan Love, and they did. Uh, so that's the one thing for Green Bay I will say encouraging <laughs> uh, is that if Aaron stays on the field over the course of this uh, rest of the season, uh, the Packers could be one of the more balanced teams in the league uh chiefs at least they're five and four at least the rest of the afc is struggling but man they still do not look pretty when they have the ball
1: yeah not feeling great about that super bowl pick at this point uh like i said i have officially changed it to the bucks but uh we'll see uh, if i change anything and uh, yeah probably should have threw the bucks in that uh, discussion earlier too about two of the best teams uh they'll be in that discussion uh pick your other team but uh, i think the bucks are still there so uh yes that uh chiefs super bowl pick oh uh, i'd like that to look a little bit better all right do our quick picks we can probably group these two games together because I don't know that there's a lot to take away from either one of them. Colts uh, pretty much destroyed the Jets uh, on Thursday night, 45-30. Colts get the win there. Uh, and then the other game, uh, the battle of the 1-7s, uh, the Texans and the Dolphins. It's uh, the Dolphins getting a 17-9 win uh, in that one. I I mean, expected the Colts to do what they did against the Jets. We picked it off to beat the Texans far from pretty, but, uh, yeah, these kind of went how we thought they would.
0: Yeah, maybe I didn't anticipate Josh Johnson just going off for the Jets, almost leading the the greatest comeback of the season. But other than that, yeah, the Colts ran the ball with insane efficiency. They could have obviously even gotten more. I I felt like early in that game, Jonathan Taylor might be going for the Single game rushing record. I think they smartly limited his carries and did not overutilize him by the end of it. Um, but for the Colts, I mean, good to bounce back from the week before at the tough loss to Tennessee at the end of that game to win this one. But still not really sure uh, how it's all going to shake out for them. At least again, everyone they're only like a game back of a playoff spot, so doesn't mean too much. And then yeah, Texans Dolphins. That was uh, about everything I thought it would be. Uh, really, with the way that that game went, just uh, could have opportunities for both offenses that weren't taken advantage of i thought maybe houston would look a little bit better with tyra taylor back in there had a couple of rough picks um and for the dolphins yeah i mean you win the game but i don't know still kind of have the same feelings we've uh, been talking about with them over uh, the course of the season still not still not feeling like they're going a whole lot of anywhere at this point
1: no they're not and we thought the Bengals were going somewhere but uh, they now move Jeez. back into the pack at five and four as they lose at home to the Browns, who, by the way are also five and four what do you know um, the Browns forty one sixteen winners in this one. This was one that really never felt like it was even uh, in the discussion. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow did not play his best game. Uh, meanwhile, the Browns did pretty much anything they wanted to, um, and yeah, this was this was a pretty convincing win for a Browns team. Uh, that was all we talked about was Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. and well, Browns. They're they're okay. They're okay.
0: Yeah, if they can run the ball like this, if Nick Chubb's going to average basically 10 yards per carry, they're going to be in great shape. Um, I, you know, that was obviously part of the story. Defense, much healthier, big plays being made uh, with Denzel Ward, obviously, with the pick six early in the game, really – changed the whole the whole tide there. Cincinnati did bounce back with a touchdown right after that to even the score. thought maybe that uh, Cleveland's defense would get a little tired um, after being on the field for basically the whole first quarter, but man, they, they just kept piling on the points, and the, that efficiency they had on offense, we haven't uh, seen week to week with Cleveland, but they've gotten healthier again, and if they can run the ball well, they're, they're still have a really talented team. And this is the one I think, if you remember last week, I looked at the, the overall DVOA rankings going into the week. And the one that caught my eye was Cleveland being six still, despite their four and four record Cincinnati more in the middle of the pack. And I was like, I don't know about this pick. And sure enough, Cleveland showed their strength as a team, what they can do when they're, when they're balanced. And I think the defense had one of its better performance of performances of the season. I think they'll probably move up a few notches and, uh, still tough, tough sledding. But again, anyone, uh, all these teams control their own destiny at this point. Uh, you know, everyone. If you if you get hot enough, when it have a few uh, winning streaks here and there, probably going to end up in the playoffs in the AFC.
1: Well, guess who else has five wins? That's the Saints because they couldn't beat the Falcons. As the Falcons go in. Win this one, 27-25. Um, just a, a furious rally from the Saints to take the league, but uh, a field goal does it uh, and a walk-off for the Falcons. What a what a road win here for the Falcons, mm-hmm. who we thought were just completely a non-factor. Uh, but now you look up and they're back to 500 and uh, seemingly you know get a huge win here against the Saints who. I, I don't know you know we talked about that defense that's probably gonna be the strength moving forward but uh I'm not sure exactly what to think of the Saints at this point either
0: yeah not their not their best performance I will say that Matt Ryan looked really good <laughs> he came out and he's had some stretches this year where he's been spectacular and I thought in this one with his run game basically non-existent against that Saints front they still were able to score a lot of points um and obviously they end up blowing the huge lead that the defense played so well early in the game the Saints rip off three straight touchdown drives to seemingly have another backbreaking. at Atlanta loss but then they to, to their credit the offense found another another gear and was able to get that into position for that game-winning field goal just enough plays made the Falcons really brought it and yeah credit to them to to come into this one in a game where I, I really did feel like the Saints uh, coming off that Bucks win I did not think they'd have any sort of drop-off really um, I thought the defense would play better than this offense obviously struggled till the end of it. Uh, it needs to be a little more clear footing maybe I thought that would go a little more of the way it did in terms of Uh, Our question for the Saints, obviously, is who's under center. And by the end of it, Simeon's numbers look solid. But there there were portions of that game where he was not exactly fantastic. Uh, couldn't get the run game going didn't do enough to really throw off atlanta's defense for most of the game in terms of how they had planned to attack them and by the time they made the adjustments it was just too late so at least for the saints they're still you know uh at least they won the week before but yeah they'll be kicking themselves that they won't they won't still have that lead on top of tampa bay with tampa on their bye week tampa made tampa man they must have had a great uh great weekend watching all these teams above them or around them in the standings just lose outside of arizona they must have really enjoyed that <laughs>
1: Well, there was another team in the uh, NFC South that uh, picked up a loss, and uh, we kind of expected that, I think, as it was the Patriots beating the Panthers 24-6. to um, This was one that, again, just sort of your your Patriots-esque game that we've come to see over the years. Defense played pretty well. Um, another pick six we talked about, several of those this weekend it seemed like. Um, and, yeah, Patriots get a, a pretty convincing win on the road here. And what do you know, Patriots, they're up there with five wins too. Yep, feeling
0: really good about the, the picking them to make the postseason at this point. Uh, the way they're headed on with that defense, and uh, even though the, the running game wasn't awfully efficient, they didn't pass the ball insanely well. But by the end of it, they still controlled the game completely in a way that I now I'm kicking myself for not making this a lock. Still, maybe it. Uh, you know, at this point, it just feels like they're taking care of business against opponents that haven't proven themselves. And man, the Sam Darnold did not look good again. And I, I you know, a lot made of the Robbie Anderson throwing. Uh, the stuff behind him on the on the sideline comments made after the game. I know Julian Edelman posted the uh, the little little kid in the ghost outfit based on the comments uh, from Sam Darnold in years past with the Jets, saying he saw ghosts against the Patriots. It felt like that again. They get McCaffrey back, but it didn't. It, man, he. He got completely stopped, and uh, New England just trucking along and feeling like if their defense plays like this, the offense will have better days in this as well. I mean, it was a pretty tough opponent that they faced in Carolina, but if they can take care of the ball and uh, play complimentary football with that defense, they're going to win a lot of games over the course of this uh, season. They, got, uh, they get the Browns next. They have the Titans coming up. They have some tough games in the schedule for the Patriots. That's the only thing that could hold them back, but they also have some gimmies. So win those ones, uh, and New England should be in pretty good shape.
1: Well, it was was the game of the week and almost uh, was our only uh, tie of the week. Uh, It was the Ravens hit a field goal with 16 seconds left to outlast the Vikings 34-31 in overtime there Uh, in that one. This was uh, the Lamar Jackson show, played pretty well here. Vikings had their chances, but, um, you know, that's probably all you can ask. We're on the road here in a game like this, but the Ravens uh, now they have moved above the five-win mark as you said and now them the titans sit there with six wins
0: yeah so many victories that the ravens have had grabbing uh victories that could have gone the other way this one they're down by 14 k- twice in this game they end up almost blowing it though with, with the way it went and then the picking up and, and overtime. but the defense does just enough and yeah they have this win that the colts win they should have lost probably earlier this year the lions game they're six and two but man i don't I don't know. I I feel good about them on offense, and I think they'll figure things out and be a little more consistent than they've been because when they do find it, they are incredible to watch, and you see how they can sport, score in bunches. Just still concerned about that defense. Um, Minnesota Vikings fans, I'm so sorry for you guys. Uh, your, your team only plays games that are very enjoyable for anyone that's not a Vikings fan because they are always come right down to the wire. They bangers only by the by the Vikings in terms of what they produce uh, week to week. But I know that they're frustrated. Uh, all their I think they're, all their losses now are by a combined 18 points. Saw that stat yesterday, and their five defeats. That's that's just brutal. Uh, still don't know how much. I feel like they'd really be able to contend. But, uh, yeah, it's a tough day for them. And for the Ravens, hey, you just keep finding ways to win, even if it's not always uh, uh, by the convincing margins that you're that
1: the fan base would hope for. Well, the this is an interesting one because the Chargers and the Eagles, we kind of went back and forth on. It was a pretty close spread of one and a half. I decided to take a chance and uh, pick the Eagles. That didn't work out here. As it was, the Chargers uh, picking up a win, and I thought this was one that – you know, this one of those games we've talked about it before that the Chargers maybe lose in the past, but give them credit. They actually found a way to win this game. Uh, Justin Herbert was fantastic for yeah. the most part. 32 of 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Devonta Smith had a pretty big game for for the Eagles. But uh, this was this was a pretty entertaining game here. I mean, two, you know, stud quarterbacks. We talked about uh, Herbert, Jalen Hurts, what they can do a good game here but uh, it was the Chargers getting uh, another one here at the at the buzzer with a field goal yeah
0: the Chargers probably felt like they should have won this game more convincingly they had that 98 yard drive where they went from their own one to the other one didn't score uh end up outgaining the Eagles by over 100 yards had another turnover on downs some of it it was a little Uh, self-inflicted I'm sure Eagles fans and that was kind of the the sentiment on on Twitter during that game was they were just very happy when the Chargers were running the ball late ended up getting just enough yards in some of those plays but when the Chargers were going to the air for the most part the Eagles could could do nothing to stop uh, the short passing game, the intermar- intermarry game uh, for, for Los Angeles. And by the end of it, they end up finding a way to get the vi- victory. Uh, but it was, yeah, close game. The Eagles uh, saw some good things from their offense. Still still really big question marks for the Chargers defense um, in the middle of their, I mean, every team attacks them running the ball with great success, it feels like. Uh, they have still the worst DVOA run defense in the league. But uh, as we've seen over the course of this year, yeah, When Justin Herbert plays uh, to the best of his ability, they have a good chance to win. When he doesn't, they've had some ugly losses, but uh, they got the good Justin and a big win for them to to move back into a first-place tie and have the, the tiebreaker over the Raiders for now um, atop the AFC West.
1: Yep, and then uh, another game that I think was surprising in terms of how it played out, given the uh, absences on the field, uh, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Kyler Murray, Cardinals still go in and went by two touchdowns in San Francisco, 31-17. And this is another one where it felt like they pretty much controlled the game here. Um, Cardinals moved to 8-1, best record in the league. And, uh, wow, if they can if they can do it without that, uh, James Conner uh, totals three touchdowns here. Uh, quite a performance for the Cardinals on the road against, you know, not a great 49ers team. But still, um, that's, that's a hard game to win still on the road without your star yeah. quarterback and wide receiver
0: no fairly impressive it's a game that i'm happy we made the picks on wednesday because if we hadn't we may have yeah. changed our, our our opinion based on kyler and and hopkins not playing but man they it was just they punched the niners in the mouth and they didn't stop and yes there was a lot of bounces that went the cardinals way fumbles they recovered um from their own other turnovers they forced um different little things that kind of went all the bounces seemed to go arizona's way but they still they still punched the niners in the mouth they still played a fantastic game and even though the niners offense at times looked okay it's just I think it's really that Niners defense it's my it's really been disappointing this year it, it doesn't look like they're doing anything crazy we talked about how their their depth at, at cornerback was going to be an issue with all the, the guys that they had with the injury histories and sure enough it's just the, the injuries have piled up again for them and the, it's becoming man it's just not not enough creativity they're, they're too predictable it seems like with their looks and especially against Colt McCoy coming in there I mean you you feel like the Niners had to be a little more bring a little more variety to the looks and different things they were doing it just yeah, it's really, really disappointing performance for them. We'll see how they bounce back. They get the Rams this week. If the Niners lose that one, uh, and they've had a lot of success against the Rams in recent years. But if they lose that one, three and six, even in the NFC with that last spot up for grabs, not feeling too good of, uh, about them because it, it really, I, I thought the Niners defense had to have a bounce back year for them to be in the conversation. And so far, they've pretty much been really disappointing. Cardinals, man, what a wait up for them real quick just to go back from that loss of the Packers to come here, win this one, how much confidence they have. It feels like the Cowboys win uh, from a week ago uh, when, when they were able to win without their starting quarterback. Hopefully, the Cardinals don't have a, a let down game like dallas did this week
1: yeah for sure um we'll see what happens there with that but uh there are some thoughts on the action in uh week nine like we said as we're recording this still the bears and steelers uh to be determined on who's gonna get to win in that one but uh you'll know that by the time you listen to this but before we wrap up dylan our waiver wire picks for the week um hey let me tell you one guy i don't know if he's gonna be at the very top but I'm all aboard the Donovan Peoples-Jones bandwagon uh, for the Browns. I think that, you know, I don't know that he's going to – you're never probably going to really know exactly what the targets are going to be with him. But uh, I do think there's a possibility that, you know, you kind of need a deep a deep throw in your league. Uh, he's going to get the deep throw in terms of uh, someone who can make a lot of plays and score. Uh, I think his ownership's like below 10% or something. Jeez. So yeah. he's kind of a wild card pick, I think, given what we saw from the Browns against the Bengals. And what he's capable of doing. So he's someone uh, I would certainly take a look at uh, on the wide receiver front. I think a lot of people will be talking about Rashad Bateman yeah. for the Ravens. Uh, he'll be high on the board uh, for many people. And um, I mean, even Elijah Moore, someone like that, and we always say play on a bad team, um, you're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And uh, I think for him, you know, we kind of talked about it when he came to the league, got a lot of potential just given his speed yep. and everything. So uh, th- those are particular wide receivers that are interesting
0: yeah he's someone at certain points I've I've had on my um, on my benches have dropped and it was nice to see him finally utilized in the way that we we kind of hope for going into the season I think Brandon Ayuk definitely I know he had the fumble but overall I don't think this is just a one-time thing I really do feel like they it's almost like they forgot he was there <laughs> now they're finally featuring him in the offense I think he's definitely a, a really solid pickup if you can get him he's owned in quite a bit of leagues Tim Patrick obviously has a huge day um, I, I you know with the way the Broncos are playing depending on their opponents I would consider that de- you know, the matchups uh, are really going to dictate that on that side. Um, still still maybe stay away from the the Saints uh, receiving corps. I don't know how I feel really about Trevor Simeon, as we've kind of talked about. Uh, one quarterback, if you need a guy just next week, depending on who you have him by, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend this all the time, but against Jacksonville, I'm not going to anticipate Jacksonville having another performance like they did. I think Carson Wentz next week has a chance to put up some decent points against them. Obviously, they're going to still be running the ball quite a bit, but I still think he's a, a solid featured part of that. Offense um, for the Jets, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to pick up Michael Carter, but Ty Johnson still somehow only at twenty percent. I he's been owned in my leagues this whole time, but if he's not in yours, he's a guy. You know, he's one of the guys that's getting a ton of carries for for his ownership uh, level at this point. Um, still, Jordan Howard only eight point five percent. This is back to back weeks now where you're seeing his production, his usage rate be really high. Obviously, they face the Chargers, but I still think a guy to, to think about. And Brandon Bolden had a really big role for the for the Pats this week, and. I I think there's a chance that he stays on the field a bit more uh, than we expected. So, yeah, those are some of the the guys I'm looking at at this point.
1: Here is your sneaky pickup, and I'm not just talking about for the week. You could use this pickup right here for the rest of the season in a starting role. Do you want to guess who that is, Dylan?
0: Uh, Give me the position. Defense. Oh, my gosh. Defense. the rest of
1: the year you could use this team minus their bye week in week 13 you could use this team every single week for the rest of the season and feel pretty confident
0: have, is it because of the schedule the titans have yes it's <laughs> the
1: titans so they host the saints in week 10 they get the texans the patriots the jags the steelers the niners the dolphins and the texans again oh. find me one outstanding offense on the rest of that schedule Yeah, there's not one there isn't. And so um, I mean, I think that's an interesting look. If you're you know, if you've been struggling with your defense, you're like, look, I need to start trying to find something here. I mean, the Saints are by no means going to, you know, scare anyone at this point, I think in terms of their offense. Um, And I think there's a lot of potential for the Titans here. So that is one that I would definitely look at if you're you're needing a defense, if you've been changing each and every week, and, and maybe that's a good strategy. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to set it, forget it. You may actually be able to do that with the Titans.
0: My, my takeaway is the Titans have the inside track to the one seed, man. like They went through this stretch that they just had, and I know that the Chiefs aren't playing at their best, but to come through and win those games against the Bills, uh, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, like that is that is a great stretch of play by them and now they've already faced all the, the tough teams in the NFC West they still get the Niners who knows where they'll be at that point but man it is yeah in terms of fantasy like you said as soon as you said it, I'm like who and then I was like wait a second the schedule for the Texans are sorry for the Titans I was reading yesterday and I was like man this is look it's lining up really well I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves as we've tried to do with Tennessee but you know last night was maybe a, maybe a turning point for them
1: terrible start to the season but their defensive fantasy is finished in the top seven for the last five weeks Wow! um and like i said aside from that buy in week 13 there are really no bad matchups left for them uh, i think in this scenario so there are some thoughts on the waiver wire for week 10 fantasy football but to dylan know a lot more thoughts on fantasy football and the nfl in general over at Clutch Points, lots happening. NBA's back, uh all of this NFL stuff, there's a lot happening over
0: there. Yeah, you can follow all the NBA games in the Clutch Points app, as well as the NFL games. We'll have our fantasy content on Stardom Siddum recommendations, drop list and, and waiver wire pickups on top of the guys we mentioned today that you can read about on Tuesday in the fantasy football section of clutchpoints.com just click on nfl we have a lot of takeaway coverage uh, from all the games all the fallout all the news all the reactions players coaches all that good stuff you can find in the clutchpoints app and on clutchpoints.com in the nfl section in both spots
1: yep check it all out there and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use search for "Establish the past and thanks as always uh, for listening to this episode of the podcast and we'll talk to you next time here on the Past. podcast